I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-truckin' down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-lookin' for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any rocky mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, Jim, Brother Dave, Super Dave, and the highly requested Coleman O'Mara. Good morning. Hi, everybody. Good morning. morning. Let's kick it off with the pledge. I pledge pledge allegiance to to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Some sad news for the JFW family today. Evelyn, the uh, founder of JFW, if it wasn't for Evelyn, there'd be no JFW. That's Jim and Dave's mom, Senior's wife. Let's keep them all lifted up today in prayers, and uh, I'm going to throw that into the trucker prayer. Also, thanks for anyone who prayed for Jimmy V's grandson to come back home. He is feeling better and back at the house with his parents, so that's good news there. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today. We pray for the safety of our fleet, all of their families, and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today. We pray for patience and the making of good, safe decisions. We pray to be accident-free and that we all make it back to the comfort of our homes this evening. We pray for the healing and 100% recovery for all of our family members that are ill. We pray for peace and strength for the White family and all of Evelyn's loved ones. We pray to help find Amber's mom, and no matter what, we trust you, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'd like to have a moment of silence for Evelyn before we continue. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast today is not the opinion of JFWs, it's just the five men in this room. Episode 87 had 588 downloads, we are over 40.2 thousand total downloads, and we bumped up in followers to 206, and we also picked up Kuwait. Nice. Yeah. Wow. I that uh, <laughs> that 40,000, that's a mark. That is a mark. You know what I mean? I, I was like, God, are we ever going to hit that? What an amazing mark. And yeah. Yet, I'm looking forward to 50. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's bigger, but I mean, yeah, yeah. tough. I might bring some chicken wings in there. <laughs> so, but I wonder if that person in Kuwait's still alive for listening to this podcast. <laughs> I can't be going. That can't be going over too good. <clears throat> so in the news. Maybe it's one of our military brothers. Could be. Good yeah. point. Good point. 
So I've been seeing a lot of gender stuff in the news, and they were talking about how many genders there are. And I realized if I had a dollar for every gender there was, I'd have $2 and a bunch of counterfeits. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Super Dave. And I thought my joke was going to be bad. <laughs> this, is, this is just, you know. I, I thought his fit today. You know what I mean? Like the counter. I love it. I thought that was awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, today. Uh, so what do remote control cars and boobs have in common? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> no? <laughs> Keep guessing. <laughs> well, they're meant for the kids, but it's the dad who plays with them. <laughs> oh, man. Our ratings are going up or down. Today. <laughs> yeah, I, I should be able to follow that up pretty easy because mine's probably much worse. So two whales walk into a bar. The first one says, <laughs> What does the second whale say? <laughs> Shut up, Steve. You're drunk. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Those were terrible. <laughs> I don't even want to go now. Oh, man. Well, you got to carry us. So, yeah. So, I'm I'm trying to, you know, put on my game face here and uh, uh, do a mom podcast. So, I have a mom joke. So, what did the mom say to her baby? Could be a lot of different things, Jim. <laughs> oh, you're welcome for the womb and board. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so mine's kind of ill prepared, but uh, why are fire trucks red? Boy, we've asked Siri this before, and it starts off with like a Russian something yeah, yeah you're always it. rushing yeah. around and then they wound up in russia and then it was a ship and then they were red and blah 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 but i'm sure that's not it no <laughs> well you would be too if your hose was hanging out all day <laughs> oh man <laughs> and i thought mine was a dirty <laughs> joke <laughs> dave <laughs> i don't get it <laughs> new employees we got carl jadinger and david olson welcome to the fleet man welcome you guys yeah, welcome. welcome you guys Celebrations, we got a big one. Nat and Anissa Bisignano welcome Luciana Nicole Isabella Bisignano at six pounds and 3.5 ounces just last week. Congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's their Nat first one. Anissa. That is our first one. Is, I've yes. talked to Nat quite a bit, man. It's been, a, it's been a cool journey, you know, watching his excitement levels and, you know, a little bit of fear creep in. Yeah. But, I could just tell Nat's going to be a great dad. He will be. He's going to be great. So. He's just one of those guys. Yeah. yeah. He's also, uh, he's a pretty, well, I can't, I don't know what party he uh, sides with, but he's into guns and stuff like that, right? So I've been we're, showing. We're pretty clear where he's at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been showing him pictures of Bella, you know, because she started shooting at five. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, the pit, like, I've been showing him those pictures, like, Little girls are cool, bro. You can still do some, <laughs> some gangster stuff with them. That's you know? right. So pretty good stuff. Big anniversary today. JFW has its 88th anniversary today. Yeah, so, congratulations, congratulations, JFW. Yeah. yeah, awesome stuff. That's crazy. It's been around for that long. 
and yeah, not 1935. Not to trump Dwayne Sand, but he's been here seven years today. So. <laughs> Sorry, Dwayne. <laughs> he's got a little ways yeah. to go to get to 88. <laughs> happy anniversary, though, buddy. Yeah, happy yep. anniversary, Dwayne. Thanks for all you do for us. <clears throat> so I missed a couple birthdays last week. It was just an administrative error. About, <laughs> but anyway, a couple people pointed out, like, hey, you forgot my birthday or my wife's birthday. So, Tanny Cazares, his birthday was last Saturday the 1st. Lexi Brown, her birthday was Sunday the 2nd. Fred Powell, his birthday Monday the 3rd. Russ Murphy was the 4th. And Francisco Alvarez, his birthday's tomorrow. Happy birthday, everybody. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Yep. Absolutely. And then Dave's son Sam's birthday was yesterday. Yep, it's oh. on the family birthday celebrations. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, down below. <laughs> yep. Sorry, I didn't read far enough. Yep. It's okay. Same as Russ. <laughs> yeah. Yep, same as Russ and same as, uh, oh, no. Our well, country. Yeah, same <laughs> as our country. Yeah. Family birthday celebrations, Chris Bortz, her birthday was the first. Carolina Ariola, that's uh, Alonzo and um, Veronica's daughter, her birthday was the third. My wife's birthday was also the third. Happy birthday, Ace. Sam White, July 4th, and Tilia Barnes. That would be uh, Steve Barnes' wife. Her birthday was the 5th. Today. Yeah. Today. Yeah, happy birthday, happy birthday everybody. everybody. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. All, those, all those July one, babies. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, covered it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, it's crazy. Yeah. So pretty cool. This is the first. Bre- Brenda Alvarez, that's Cisco Alvarez's wife. She's pretty engaged with the podcast. She's engaged with our Facebook. She sent us a message saying, hey, I don't know if it's too late. But I'd like to be able to wish uh, Francisco a happy birthday. So, from your wife, Brenda, Cisco, happy, happy birthday. Thankful to be celebrating another one of your birthdays. The kids and I wish you many, many more. And may all your wishes come true. And there's some pretty cute emojis that go with that. Nice. That was, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, those are all Halloween babies. Oh, yeah. I don't look back that far. Someone had interesting October. There's always a reason why. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good Halloween party. Shout outs. Steve Barnes wrote me a nice email. Hey, Jam, I just wanted to put in a huge shout out to Stingray and 0018 for letting me shout out him to J5 Littleton. I had never been there, and even though it was pretty simple when I asked him to follow him down there so he can show me how to get there and where to dump it, he didn't hesitate. He had to wait a few minutes for me to finish washing out and get loaded. He made sure I filled out my JFW ticket correctly. When we got there, he took the time to help me navigate the gate and show me where to dump. He made sure I didn't look like a total rookie going to a site that I've never been there, that I've never been before. So nice job, Stingray. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Thanks, Stingray. Super Dave, you want to give your shout out to George Quintana? Yeah. Shout out to George um, on Monday. He, they, I think several loads are going to Morton as far as um, the washout and the rubble loads. And they're having these guys back down this really nasty road and then dump at the end of the road. And uh, with all the rain we've had, it's very soft. And so George raised his trailer up and um, the trailer sunk in the mud or in the soft dirt and he couldn't pull out. And, he, and because the pile was behind him and the tractor was stuck, the trailer wouldn't come down either. <clears throat> so he had to call the loader over and have the loader pull him out. Um, and they did a great job. The loader just pulled enough to get the tractor unstuck. And George was able to, to lower the trailer right at that point. 
Um, the loader operator stopped pulling. The trailers started coming down, and it was like a ballet. They just did the best job, did it gently. Um, the trailer was able to come down after the tractor got unstuck, um, but they did it exactly textbook and uh, avoided any type of damage or, or a tip over. So good job, George, and uh, good job who was ever running that loader as well. Yeah, nice job, guys. That caused a new crease in the seat, getting a tr- getting stuck with a trailer in the air. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah, and and we on the cameras we saw the condition of that road, and honestly, I don't think they should have been dumping back there. They yeah. really shouldn't have been. It's too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Beam shot me a message this morning, an email. He wants to give a shout out to Kendrick for pushing his motorcycle out of the uh, the water the other day so he didn't get his motorcycle just completely buried in water. So nice mm-hmm. job, Kendrick. And then uh, shout-out to Joanne. Anthony shot us a text message. His wife had a surgery last week, and Joanne just does a really great job getting things out to, uh, you know, for birthdays and celebrations and anniversaries and, you know, when we have family members in the hospital. Anthony sent us a nice message. He said, good morning to you all. I wanted to send a thank you Monday when Beans, he calls his wife Beans, received her package. It was too late in the evening to send a thank you. The package made Beans so happy she teared up. Thank you for making her so happy. She is doing better than expected with a surgery recovery. God bless and have a great rest of your week, Anthony. So that's pretty nice. Coleman, you got any... Got any shout-outs? Uh, I got three of them. Uh, first one I've got for Paco and our little bromance we've got going on. But uh, I just want to sh- give him a shout-out for uh, him showing me the right way to do things because he was my trainer. Love is in the air. <laughs> but, no, he, he just, from day one, he showed me the right way to do things and wouldn't let me do things the wrong way, made sure I was going to be successful here at JFW, which I think I definitely have been. Nice. And then uh, then Ron in 0011, he uh, – he kind of took me under his wing with some of the core stuff I've been doing and just taught me quite a bit. Um, just how to load, right ways to dump, where to dump, where this is, where that is. And he's always quick to answer a call and just give me a little bit of help. Nice. And then uh, also to Casey over at Yard 23 for all the patience he's had with me as I've been learning uh, different things, doing different stuff. I kind of I bug him pretty often on some very specific questions and then just how much he's been training and willing to help me out awesome yeah great shout outs yep great one <clears throat> you sound like you're really hard to deal with you gotta thank everybody for being patient with you man it sounds <laughs> like he's got a posse though <laughs> <laughs> uh, got the family is what he got huh. yeah he's got the family and they take care of me i take care of them yeah, that's awesome. all got each other's backs absolutely great any other shout outs guys yeah, I got to jump in there, Jim, just to, you know, probably be a pretty personal podcast, I guess, with mom passing and stuff. But a lot of people didn't know she had uh, Alzheimer's and she's had it for about five years now. And obviously Alzheimer's is a, a terminal disease. But I think anybody that's going through that or has that in their family, if they'd like to talk, um, we learned a lot through the process. I'd be really willing to, to talk to anybody and... Uh, couple of the shout outs I wanted to give is True Community is the hospice company we ended up using just by fate. Um, and they were fantastic. I mean, if you're, if you're ever stuck in that, that position or that where you have a loved one that's going into hospice, then it doesn't matter whether it's Alzheimer's or another disease. They were just a really good group of people. 
I doubt they'll they'll ever hear this, but that they did a good job. So if anybody needs recommendations, that that's a company I'd recommend. And then over the last year or so here, we've been using a company, uh, Home Instead. It's Senior Care, mm-hmm. and they had some really good people come in and, and take care of mom. Two two people that we had pretty regular was Rona and Michelle, and and you know when you what we what we do, we're all tough truck drivers, you know, and, and talk nasty on the CB and, (laughs) you know, have all that up. And there's, there's some people out there that are just truly caring and they're, they're meant to do that job. And, and these two people were, were fantastic. A lot of, a lot of caring going on. Um, Definitely wired that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's what I mean. That's, you know, good. When you find your path, it's, it's good how they can, they can care for people. And then just my last one right quick is, is uh, I'll probably have to have to wait a little bit, but Danielle did a really good job, my mm-hmm. daughter. Yeah, she's amazing. So <clears throat> she's probably a rock for you, for you guys through that process. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, she carried mom through uh, to the end. Nice. Anybody else? All right. Man, Coleman, you, you're getting a sad one, buddy. <laughs> hey, I'm here for it all. Yeah. We'll, all right. have to, we'll have to figure a way to bump the ratings for him. So, <laughs> so he's not stuck with this one. Coleman's podcast got 50 <laughs> right. we'll have to We'll have to have and him dropping. back. His, <laughs> it's the only negative listen. Somebody listened, somebody listened to him and took it back. No. Uh, Turn that I'm sure, off. I'm sure all the people that listen to the podcast, I mean, <clears throat> they're here for you. You know what I mean? So nobody's yeah. going to look at this as, you know, a sad podcast. They'll be sad, but I'm sure people want to be there for you guys, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And it was, yeah, not to, not to keep talking about it, <clears throat> Jam, but it was, it's a good thing. I mean, her passing's yeah. a good thing. I mean, I don't, I don't know if anybody's really going through it but we've we've talked to enough people alzheimer's is just it's disgusting you know there's no you know i know super dave's his wife's mom is is headed down that path and there's a you know bring on a heart attack bring i mean it's it's going to sound terrible too but even it's still a terminal disease i'd rather have a clear path with like cancer or something than this and yeah it's just it sucks guys it's a nightmare isn't it yeah there's no comfort for that person yeah. Right. You know, and that was one of the great things about, I'll just say hospice, Jim. Yeah. Because I hope all hospice is as good as true. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they gave us a path. They gave us clarity. They gave us the direction. They gave us what it's going to look like, you know, and all the assistance that we needed. So it was, it was yeah. good. Yeah. I guess the, you know, if you wanted to relate it to JFW or, or what we talk about or the training is we... We try to train this so you guys can do the best job when no matter what situation you're in. And and just like you, you said with George, you know, the way the loader and him handled it, that was professionally done. Right. And I guess when you when you see other companies do the same thing and they they've got the rules and they've set it up and you know, it goes forward and for it to happen that way there was just some just some good people that that took care yeah. of the stuff. Yeah. And 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 that's what we want. That's what we want for everybody here when you're out doing a job, just like, you know, not contaminating the load, cleaning your trailer out, whatever, you know, whatever it might be that we bring the best to the customer. And in this case, we were the customer. Right. Along those lines, I was going to mention, you know, I'm sure people wonder what they could do. 
and something I thought about this morning is if you want to do something for, for Jim and Dave, just just do your job the right way so they don't have to worry about, you know, things going on here so they could be with their family and have a clear mind and not worry about dumping in the wrong bins or texting and driving or all the things that we just drive into the ground every week on the podcast or in safety committee meetings. Do, do your job for these guys so they don't have to worry about it. Yeah, thanks, Jim. That was a that's a nice thought. That's a that's a good goal. <laughs> I'd take that over flowers any day. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, moving into the discussion part of things, <clears throat> announcement on uh, far as um, Plant Fourteen goes. Plant Fourteen sand will change from Martin to Vara starting today. So if you're bringing in sand to Plant Fourteen and you find yourself at Morton, you're in the wrong place. That should be on everybody's dispatch. Look at your dispatches. Don't assume because you're taking sand somewhere that you're getting it from where you picked it up. We just let somebody go on Friday for picking up the wrong material at the wrong place and bringing it to to the plant. It wasn't a first offense. It was a repeat offender. We had just lost confidence in this person uh, for not looking at his tickets and bringing things where they need to go. So we can't have you just dropping stuff off from where you want to wherever you want. You got to look at your tickets, people. So. Make our jobs a lot easier. Just pick up at the closest place and bring it to the closest place. <laughs> <laughs> or wherever you want it. And, 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 like and put the farthest place away on the ticket. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. I got 13 loads to yep. plant 13. Yep. <laughs> and just bump up the tonnage to whatever you want. <laughs> right. So. Right. Uh, another announcement. XBE is live. So we need to have drivers entering tickets in Axon and XBE. Things to keep in mind. The GPS is active. Check in, check out for each lane slash pit plant for each trip. Rubble trucks included. Clear and visible pictures of tickets for submission. So... I know it's kind of a little bit of a pain in the butt, but that is something that we are working on from Brandon, and we need to do a good job at it. I would say one thing on that. I noticed the other day I was using that. Um, if you're slip seat in trucks, like kind of I am right now, make sure you bring yourself a phone charger because that app uh, will eat up your battery. By about noon, I had a dead phone oh, wow. trying to figure out what to do. So make sure you're prepared and, as Brother David would say, have situational awareness. Yeah, <laughs> and we, keep your phone charged to be able to do your job the right way. Great advice. No, it is. That's a great tip. It's so weird because some people are having that problem and some people don't. So I wonder if there's some setting or you know maybe something we could reach out to XBE on. Yeah, just or something to ask, how the it's, how it's tracking the GPS and what it's you know what yeah, it's doing that you can turn yeah. it off where it's not all the time. Yeah, like I mean it should only be tracking the GPS when you're at pit or at plant. Yeah, or and it's not in between, and I don't. I, I would just wonder if that's a setting somewhere. Yeah, or gave or? it permission only when you use the app. Yeah, so I, yeah. I don't know in the phone. So when you try to do that, it tells you it wants all, all the time. time. It wants uh, to like always allow because yeah. it, it tracks your. It, there's a driver movement chart. Gotcha. If you uh, have someone show you at the end of the day, sure. Um, sure. but it kind of goes through, shows, Hey, you were here for this long. And then cause it shows a curve of your drive time and it, yeah. it follows you all day long with precise location. So I'm sure there's a reason for that. You know, I mean, they oh, might yeah. be sure you didn't leave the pit and stopped at Bob's rock yard and then showed up and dumped the half a load that was left on the trailer, <laughs> something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's truly a lot of, 
lot of trust in what we do that we're not doing something with the material. Right. And yeah. like everything in the world, it usually gets spoiled by somebody else. Right. You know, we're doing it the right way and we've always done it the right way. And, you know, we've heard the stories about people, you know, not clearing the scale or, hey, I got a flat tire, but they went back and got loaded and then leave. And, you know, there, there's always stuff like that, guys. So it has has nothing to do with really us or nothing to do with Brandon, just a safety that they're, they're trying to put in. It started on the paving side. We believe it's really good for the paving side because it's hourly. It's easier to track the trucks, how much asphalt goes to the job. Cause you can't, you can't bring in five extra tons of asphalt. You just can't do it. Right. You know, you'd be over paving. So with us, it doesn't matter as much with being over or under on the tonnage, but just, just something Brandon's trying to implement to make themselves better. And you know how we feel about things that'll make us better. So, uh, Jam Jam said it, a little bit of hassle doing both the stuff, but you know it's better than sitting and hand filling out paperwork at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like like you were talking about, it's not that <clears throat> one one person could ruin trust for everybody. Absolutely. You know, if, if you're a company like Brandon or us, and you have something happen to you that just hurts that bad. You won't trust anybody. You'll or you'll put things in place to ensure that doesn't happen again. Of course. Later. Yeah, not I mean here it's off the subject, Jen, <laughs> but the same subject is so I had to talk to the coroner last night uh-huh. and he asked some questions that pretty well pissed me off. Oh wow. And it, it was but it was for reasons that ah. other things went on. Got and it. you're just and you just you you get out of that conversation and you're like, Really? And then I ask about it. I ask the, care, the the true community about it, and they explained it. And you're just like, man, people, hmm. you know, just just. But it was about abuse and right, yeah, you know, things like that. And you're like, after you understand it, then you understand it, right? Yeah. But until yeah. then, yeah, yeah. you feel thinking, like what? you're being scrutinized. Re- re- yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Scrutinized yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, I talk about it. I mean, mom fell and had uh, had a broken bone. You know. Two months ago, had a collarbone and some other stuff, and that came up. Do you think that was attributed to her death? Like, no. What are, you, what are you talking about? You know, we were at the hospital. We were at the hospital the second time, all this stuff, and it just right. it, it, I found it offensive. Right. But there again, what about abuse? Right. What, what, what happens with other people? Sure. You know, so like Dave said, when you, when you get it, you get it. But at first, it's like, no. Right. You know? That has to be standard procedure because I had the same thing happen to me when Jackie got stung by the bee. Um, and so she went into anaphylactic shock and um, <laughs> I told her to go lay down and then she was going to throw up. So she went to the kitchen sink, but she fell and cracked her head open. And the paramedics tried to like Blame, accuse what, me right. of, of hitting her and, and that. And I, I got pissed, Jim. Just, sure. Yeah, just yeah, like you. Yeah, it just it do, it so, doesn't feel good, but yeah. it has nothing to do with. It's, it's got to be a standard procedure for yeah. these emergency people like that. Yeah, with us. Yeah, it's like like we're saying, you know, how many times did something bad like that happen? You know, where it became the standard. Yep. To, right. Yep. You know. To yeah, wander. that's when it becomes a standard. That didn't happen one time, right, right Jam? Yeah. You know, and it never fails. That stuff. You're not at your finest hour. You know, you're usually exhausted. I mean, right. she passed after 11 last night, and the coroner didn't show up and pick her up till 2. Mm. You know, we had to have Sam to the airport at 4.30 this morning for a 6 o'clock flight. And wow. Like, 
Well, we may as well just come to work today. So wow. Why not? We're up. <laughs> so, yeah. I give you guys credit for coming to work after all that. Yeah. 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 Got people that, that count on us, though, and we count on you guys, and it's it's – it's good to be around people and you guys. Sure. I mean, that's, that's how it is. Yeah. You guys are built differently, too, you know? I mean, they're not, you're not the only ones, but sure. some, you know, some people, their fish passes and they're out, <laughs> they're out for a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So just, each, yeah, that's a... To each their own. Yeah, right? we've, we've talked about that, Jam, so much in the last week of how we're all dealing with it and stuff. And, you know, even announcing it, I'm sure a lot of people... You know, here no new mom. You know, and, right. and you know Stingray and Scooby and sure. Super Dave and and stuff, Linda and things like that. But you you just you know the old saying, you just you don't walk in their shoes. Yeah. You know, you don't know how people are going to take things or yeah. react, and it's yeah. That is a that is a path. You know, I we we talked about it, and mom and dad, we mentioned it. You know, married sixty four years. That's insane. And you know, you 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 lose that that soulmate the love of your life the person even if you don't get along that's a person you've spent 64 years with you're connected (laughs) you're connected and yeah i can't i can't i don't know how he feels right yeah your dad's gonna struggle yeah yeah and there's really no wrong or right way to to mourn somebody no you know it's yeah you, you you could have you know you could have all the different ways personally yourself. Like one minute you could be laughing and the next minute you could be crying. You may not right. cry for five weeks and then you might cry for five months. I mean, there's just, there is no wrong or right way and everybody does it differently. So, yeah. yep. All right. Let's see. Next, uh, the Great West accident packets have been put in the glove boxes. So, as everybody knows, or maybe some of you don't know, we changed insurance companies. Great West came out last week. They gave us all accident packets for for the trucks and our personal vehicles um, or company vehicles, I should say. We put in, I want to say, 90% of the trucks got taken care of. But everybody, if you hear this, please check your glove, your glove box. Make sure there's an accident packet in there from Great West. If there's not, come ask myself or JR for one. Everybody at Yard 23 should have got one from Casey. Um, <clears throat> the one thing I'll say about that, there's some good paperwork in there, but you don't call the 800 number. We'll take care of that part for you, you know, but it is good to document as much as you can on the paperwork they have there. But myself or JR will take care of the insurance claim. So do not call the 800 number. Yeah, exactly. Just like it's always been, I'm just going to say it again, Jam. Call the office, get a hold of, you know, JR or Jam or somebody here and continue. But I know when we, when I looked at the packet, they even had little pull apart like trucks, mm-hmm. like you could put on the map and different stuff like that. And it, it's just a really comprehensive yeah. packet. And and like Jam said, it might help you. You know, call, make sure everybody's all right. You're all right. You know, secure the scene, anything like that. But yeah. then in the moment, let's try to fill out this packet. Yep. Don't it, don't admit fault. It gives yep. you really good instructions. But also, there's a place in case the other person admits fault. They have a little exoneration sheet where you pull it off, and that person would say, like, you know, God forbid, Coleman, you got in an accident today, and dude jumps out and says, oh, I'm so sorry, that was my fault. Okay, cool, nobody's hurt, right? <clears throat> you rip this off, he fills it out saying, you're exonerated, it was, it was his fault. Well, that's kind of cool. It, yeah. it is very cool. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, so good stuff. Looks like a, a good company. We did quite a bit of research, and... 
and they talk to us, part of the Motor Carriers Association, and yeah, I think it'll be a good partnership. I liked it so far. So good, good. It was nice to see their team and, you know, all the support that they're willing to provide, you know. I mean, we had we had some great report at a, um, support at Acuity as well. Right. Samantha Equipment was awesome, mm-hmm. you right. know. Um, but, yeah, this is just no matter what, we'll call the 800 number and take care of it. So good stuff. Yeah, another a number you don't – we'll never call it. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> no accidents for you. Yes. Sorry, yeah, great, they, they say things don't ever change, but, I mean – Jim and I were trying to figure it out, and we think we were with Machan Agency for over thirty years. Thirty years, Dave. Got, got to be there? so close. Yeah, it was it was bittersweet. I mean, we dealt with Steve and his wife Susan, and and even their mother Eva, and I mean, a family his, business. His dad, that, yeah, yeah, that we've dealt with for years and years and years. And yeah, I mean, was, I watched I watched you guys from the first meeting. <laughs> Of oh my gosh, we got to go meet with Great West. And, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, and it's like uh, you know, the, your eyebrows—they didn't really raise the eyebrow until about the middle of your meetings. <laughs> I'm like, man, they sure keep meeting with these guys a lot if they're not interested. <laughs> but I know how hard of a decision it was because of your loyalty to Michan. Right. Like, yeah. At first, there was no budging, you guys. You know, yeah. but yeah. Hey, man, uh, uh, can can I say how much we're saving? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to jinx it, Jim, because we put a lot at stake, too. Oh, yeah. You got a lot of skin you, you, in the yeah, game, for we sure. Got, yeah. yeah we, I mean, we talked about raising a deductible. That's we, already public knowledge. Yeah. Our deductible for accidents is $25,000. Yep. Yeah. So if we are at fault, the first twenty five grand comes out of JFW's pocket. Yep. Yep. With that, you know, comes some savings. But, you know, we don't – you can lose those savings pretty easily by having accidents. Absolutely. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and just to, to mention, maybe I did on one of the other podcasts when we've been talking about it, but Eric, um, God, Z, Z, just Eric Z. <laughs> he, he has a really unique last name. Um, to me, hard to pronounce, but super good guy. And I, I have to throw out there, you know, like you're saying, we were having the meetings and stuff. And Jam, I was pretty rude to him, you know, at a point like, no, we're not going to give you that. We're not going to do this. Just, right. just give us a quote. And man, he he stuck in there, and he never he never got upset. He just was like, here, this is what answered all our questions. You know, at the end, he had to be just going, oh man, wait, no, that's your white tough nut to <laughs> yeah, crack. He was like, I, I, I'm starting to hate these guys, you know. And uh, yeah, it turned turned out good. We're we're yeah. looking forward to it. Then they had they, their safety loss representative come out, and he proceeded to need more questions answered. And both Jim and I are like, we just need a quote, right? You know, I mean, we don't. You need to know like Jr's phone number and full name, and <laughs> right. we just need a quote. Right. We'll get to that after the quote. You oh, know, yeah. And, yeah, we got we're we're pretty short. It was, it was pretty rough. It was funny because they probably started visiting here in the wintertime because the other day when Eric Z was here, he didn't have a, a jacket on. He's pretty buff. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, this dude yeah. takes care of himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. Zerbrigen. Zerbrigen? Yeah, Z-U-R-B-R-I-G-E-N. Zerbrigen. I want to hear Randy say that name. <laughs> Z. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so shout out to Eric if you ever hear this podcast, man. Yep. Thanks for hanging in there. Yep. Good stuff. Next on the list, rubble truck drivers. Um, the girls upstairs brought this to my attention. You need a clock in and clock out as rubble, please. Uh, I guess that's kind of slipping through the cracks right now, so let's get back on it. Make sure you're clocking in and clocking out as rubble. 
Next on the list, Super Dave, this one's yours. You want to talk about cab cleanliness? Yeah, you know, I, I think most people know by now the cab cleanliness is tied into their uh, quarterly safety bonus. But nobody wants to jump into a cab when they're doing slip seating or their truck is broke down and jump into a truck that is just strewn with trash. And that happened to me when I was doing a test drive on Monday. And I, I pick a truck. I like to pick certain trucks that are parked in an area basically on one side or the other of the red shop because it's going to be a little bit more difficult for the candidate, the driver candidate, to back in there. Um, and, and I'll set my cones up for that purpose. And I, I opened the door of the truck, and it was just disgusting. I mean, it looked like there was a week's worth of trash on the floor, and I couldn't use that truck. I had to close the door and go pick another truck. But, I, I man, I just couldn't believe it, and I was very surprised at whose truck it was and then how they left it that way. Who was it? <laughs> yeah. uh, we, he will know because we're going to talk to him <laughs> but uh, you know please be respectful of other people and you know leaving your truck the way you would want it to be left or leaving somebody else's truck the way you would want your own truck to be left was it um, one of the red trucks Dave? It was one of the red Kenworths, Dave. <laughs> oh, narrowed it down right? by 50 yeah. or whatever it might be. Was yeah. it, was 25. It, was it here at the main yard or yard 23? It was here at the main yard. Uh, do, well, do of we course. Got, do we got 19 more questions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start doing my test drives over yard 23. There you go. Take Coleman's truck. It's down right now. But uh, I, say, I, I don't even know where it's at right now. How was uh, 46 when you got in it today? Uh, was, well, today it was in good shape because I drove it on Friday or was Monday it? and I cleaned it. But, so, not too good? Uh, when I got into it on Friday, it was... Pretty messy. It, 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 I, I cleaned it and it's okay. You know, a little dust is one thing, right. but trash and used paper towels and food, I mean, that's another. That's just... That's terrible. I and mean, you guys give us trash cans at the fuel island as we're sitting there waiting for our fuel to be done. Grab like the two things and throw them away real quick. Yeah, there's trash cans two everywhere things. we go. There's like 33, 30 things on the floor of that truck you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked like a garbage dump. Wow. It did. Yeah. I don't know how you can drive all day in that. Like, right. We're in these trucks for 12 to 14 hours a day. It, like, that's why I keep my stuff clean, put the towels down. Yeah, it's your it's office. Like I'm there all the time. I'm, yeah. I want it clean. It keeps me sane. Yeah. Holy crap, Dave. Huh, that's terrible. Can I show this to you, Jim? No. No. Can you see it? or? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I got it. I got it. Make, yeah, I made out now. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, should we post that? <laughs> we could put it on the reader board. There's huh? no, there's no <laughs> truck number on it. We should do it, yeah. right? Yeah, send it to me. I'll make an announcement, paycom announcement. <clears throat> All right. So we talked about mud flaps last week, and I got a lot of feedback. I didn't get any feedback that said no. <laughs> we shouldn't do a thing about it, <laughs> right? A lot of the guys were pretty adamant about, yeah, you should. You know, some of it was extreme, like, yeah, lost the safety bonus comes out of their paycheck, like. You know, going in pretty hard, but all the feedback I got at one in one form of another said that we should take it out of a safety bonus or hold the driver accountable. They did like the you know you get one a year or you know big question was well if I didn't lose a mud flap this year do I get two next year 
you know, if I don't have one in five years, do I got five in my bank? You know, <laughs> so a lot of interesting feedback. My fear about the mud flap program is guys are going to start hiding that they're ripping off mud flaps. Like, oh, I just tore a mud flap off. You know, I'll just try to sneak in later and take care of it or maybe take one off somebody else's catwalk or, you know, stuff like that. So. I suppose anything's possible, right? Yep. What do you think, Coleman? What'd you think about the mud flap situation? I mean, given I just ripped one off last or like two weeks ago, something like that. <laughs> but no, I agree with it. It's it, we shouldn't be doing it. It's um, it's part of our job to not rip mud flaps off, dump properly, and yeah, mistakes happen here and there. None of us are perfect. What did you do? How'd you rip yours off? I got too close to a pile and started pulling away before mm. I should have, and. Yeah, I, I, I made a mistake. I owned up to it. But the the one year, yeah, you do it once. I'm never going to do it again, honestly. I saw exactly what I did after I did. I was like, oh, there goes my mud flap. Huh. But What day was that? Was that, was that on Wednesday? <laughs> no, it was God, three weeks ago now. Uh, Mike Bortz, no, uh, not Mike Bortz, Rick Ray <clears throat> either called me or texted me. I, I can't remember, but. Yeah, just listen to the podcast and then ripped the mud flap off over at Plant 14. But they had their, their issues over there with that lip, you know, tearing mud flaps off. But uh, he was definitely for charging back mud flaps. Actually, shout out to the guys at Plant 14. They just took that lip and the rock pile away. I was there on Monday. Mm-hmm. It's a lot Good. better. It's Good. Good. They're working Good. on getting it level. And the loader, him and I worked together all day to get everything packed down and doing better over there, but Sweet. it should be a lot safer and all that over there for now. Good. Nice. Yeah, Good. that's awesome. Yeah, <sighs> I got a, a really long text on Friday afternoon at 4.35 p.m. from one of the drivers that thinks it is not practical to <laughs> have the drivers pay for mud flaps. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> for various reasons. Sometimes it's a slipsy guy that might tear partially tear your mud flap. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the loader operators leave piles in, you know, inconvenient places that, you know, you have to try to drive around. Um, he pointed out all of the front fender mud flaps um, on the nut all trailers that have been tearing. Um, and, you know, the driver has to replace those. Um, but We don't I, replace I, them, though. We just take I, them off. I do agree that there are a lot of situations that are not that particular driver's fault sure. who's assigned that truck or trailer. But I think in those situations, we would understand that and make arrangements for yeah, that. We need right? another committee. We need a mudflap committee. Well, <laughs> we would, wouldn't we? We'd need to create a spreadsheet. Yet another spreadsheet. Yeah. Sounds like to, a case-to-case basis. Absolutely, almost. Coleman. And, yeah. That's... Right. Used to be that talk show host, Mudflap McGrew. You know, maybe we could. <laughs> what? Is that a joke? No, there was a DJ here in town, a country. Is, is yeah, nickname. wasn't he on yeah, KYGO? Yeah, Mudflap. Yeah, yeah Mudflap. Yeah, Mud, Mud Steve Mudflap McGrew. Huh. Yeah, maybe we could just get somebody to be the Mudflap guy. <laughs> I want quite, quite the comic, too. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'm sure Mudflap's a pretty popular CB handle. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of guys get that CB handle as a nickname, Mudflap. <laughs> Tear one off. What's up, Mudflap? I wish we could use the old uh, belting material. You would never rip one of those off. I think ever. we'd pull the fender or the, <laughs> we the back of the trailer <laughs> off. Of Man, they were tough, Dave. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. You guys got anything else for uh, the discussion before we move on to Coleman? I don't. Nope. Do, you, 
Do we have a, a clear path on the mud flap then? No, I we mean, sure don't. So is that going to be... Steering committee? Huh. Okay. Because the whole reason we posed that question to everyone was to get a... Do we have a clear path that something should happen then? Yes. The majority that, that, are that, in agreement. That, that was okay. unanimous, don't you think? Yeah, James? I don't... Well, not unanimous because Super Dave, you know, he just had one that said we shouldn't. Uh, but every other one that I got, did you guys get any feedback? I got one from uh, Ryan Emerling and... Uh, I got two or three. I'm sorry. With I know Pot, cool. Potter lack was, of sleep, I'm, I can't think of who the others were from. Right. Potter was for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I talked to Potter. Dave told me about Ryan. I, I got one from some somebody else. Like you're saying, Dave, I don't remember. I have to go back and yeah. look. But so I don't think everybody's for it. But out of the people that spoke up, one person's against it, and probably ten people were for it. Mm. Gotcha. So. Yeah. I have yeah. one more thing for the discussion. Great. So for like. I don't know, five months we did this podcast on snow days. It would We'd be sitting here on a Wednesday and it'd be snowing outside. Yeah. You know, nothing's changed. It's July. We got an inch of rain last night. It, right. It's rained, I don't know how much, but could we get just stop the rain? This yeah. is just ridiculous. It's, it's killing crazy. me. That goes earlier in the prayer, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it should yeah. go in the prayer. I, I'm not sure it's in the discussion. It needs to be in the you prayer. Know, it, it snowed every Wednesday. Now it's raining every Wednesday. Right. Man, I know, Man, enough. I know people used to do a rain dance because they needed rain. Right, that's really? what I was going to say. The farmers like pray for rain, right? right. Now we got to do a rain dance to yeah. stop it. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah to stop it because I think they have so much flooding. And last time we were out east, they have wheat that's laying down because it's grown so much and it's not drying and it's laid over and they'll still lose their their mm. fields and it was yeah. coming sound so hard in, in my house yesterday i told you guys the wind actually knocked over a four by four by 12 that held a shade cell up yeah, it's just snapped that and then you know i was just watching the rain i mean my street looked like a river the water was flowing so mm -hmm. fast mm -hmm. <clears throat> the water was coming over my gutters because it couldn't drain fast enough and then I looked out my side and I seen, I just seen all this standing water, you know, and I was like, well, it's standing away from the house in between mine and my neighbor's house, but it's on the north side and everything runs down because north is higher than south there. And I was like, holy cow, like that could be bad. But the way it was, it all just stayed right in between our houses. But it was, it was deep. Yeah, it was, yeah. Just, it was crazy. In fact, being at mom and dad's last night, they have a. They have a rook, roof leak we've discovered, but oh, it's no. by the fireplace and has been leaking in the cabinet, so he didn't uh, know about it. Uh, and it was just bad enough that it was like it was, it was running out the cabinet as we were waiting last ooh, night. Wow. So it was like, well, that's a problem. Yeah, a, little, <laughs> wow. a little waterfall. Yeah. Man. Yeah, we were, yep. we were joking it was their water feature inside <laughs> <Yeah>. their house. <laughs> I mentioned it to you guys this morning, but I just looked it up, and through June 30th here, Denver has officially received more rain than Seattle. Wow. From January 1st. Guess for the wow. new Seattle. I believe right? it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're at 14, 14. 14.42 inches of rain and melted snow. And uh, Seattle's at 14.02 is all. Man. Yeah. We're going to break all kinds of records this year. 
We're going to be sadder than they are. So if you've been up the canyon recently, go take a look at uh, Clear Creek. It is so high and flowing so fast. I haven't, I haven't yeah. seen anything like it. That's cool. Yeah. I like. I, I've. Well, they have it closed down to all recreation. I bet. Oh yeah. Like, I it, like no one's allowed in it. Yeah. Probably somebody will be get, for the rest of the somebody summer. Will yeah. Somebody will get in it though, Coleman. They're always. Oh, there. Yeah. yeah some people will die. There's always that this one year. person. It's yeah. like you're not supposed to ski backcountry and avalanche yeah. warning, but somebody goes. There will be a dirter. <laughs> dur, dur, dur. Uh, let's go rafting darter uh, hi coleman so who is coleman omara what do you like to do when you're not trucking uh i'm an adrenaline junkie like you oh. just said i i backcountry ski and avalanche areas <laughs> <laughs> in, in the winter time but no it's just so you're going rafting next week <laughs> no, no, why's coleman I, why's coleman got a canoe in the back of the <laughs> Uh, no, I just, just really an, an adrenaline junkie, dirt bikes, race cars, fast trucks, whatever it is I can get my blood pumping with. What's the, what's the most intense thing you've ever done? Uh, what do you mean intense? Like scariest. Like, have yeah, you like what did you barely jumping? survive? Uh, yeah. Do you go base jumping? Yeah, no. Do you wear the squirrel suit? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to go skydiving really bad, but, um, no, I probably um, when I back I was like fourteen, uh, preparing for a amateur nationals for motocross. Just some some of the stuff I was doing yeah. at fourteen years old on a dirt bike was looking back at. It, I'm like, oh, I probably should have died or like, what were gotten you really were you, hurt. Were you doing like Superman jumps? No, I uh, just just the speeds I was going on a racetrack like the one right off 470 and uh-huh. uh, I70 right yeah. there. That's my home track. I live really close to over there. Gotcha. But just some of the things that we do, jumping hundreds of feet. and Wow. It, How many bones have you broken? Uh, none. Wow. Actually, actually, not to lie. I broke my leg skiing, but never broken anything on a motorcycle. You must be pretty good. I'm try. I try. What kind of bikes do you have now? Uh, uh, I just got back into it after a little hiatus, but I'm uh, on KTMs. What size? Uh, 252 stroke. Okay. Wow. Power band. <sighs> something like that <laughs> something like that okay but no it's yeah it's basically all i do is chase chase a an adrenaline rush who do you ride with <laughs> uh right now kind of just me myself and i my dad and i grew up doing it together from the time i was like two so like three years old so i learned how to ride a motorcycle before a bicycle oh, wow. my mom showed up said T- put the b- bike away you need to learn how to ride a bicycle <laughs> before you can be back on the dirt bike i was on a dirt bike 10 minutes later Oh, that's funny. Mikey's Mikey's granddaughter, uh, she's riding a dirt bike and by herself now. She's she's five. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. it's so cool to see the little kids out there on little PW fifties and all that. It's it's cool to see that parents are not sheltering their kids. They're letting them go out maybe get hurt a little bit and sure play in the dirt. Those are free range kids. (laughs) (laughs) You uh so when you, when you were at the <laughs> when you were at the truck where you you brought your girlfriend with you, you guys still still doing your thing? Uh, here and there, it's complicated right now. Gotcha. I, only it, <laughs> I didn't bring it up to prior to private life. I just worried about does she get scared? When uh, you know, she she's utterly nervous about me getting hurt going off on myself. Like so, yesterday I. I Went riding, I was completely by myself, and I kind of realized that half of the day, I'm like, you know, I don't have anyone to, like, scrape me up and drive me to the hospital. Maybe I'm going to just stay calm today. But she's like, I don't want you to get hurt. I don't want you to get hurt. I'm like, yeah, but you got to have fun. You got to live. I'm not going to go live under a rock. Okay, so that was just yesterday. You guys are together. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm an adrenaline junkie. Too. I'm an adrenaline junkie too. I I climbed up a ladder the other day and I almost fell. So. I said, Do, doing those honeydews by, right? by myself. Yeah. Nobody was going to be there I, to scrape me up. I can on, I can honestly say ladders scare me more than dirt bikes do. <laughs> you know what scares me is the roof. I'm so scared of my roof, like cleaning the gutters out. You know, just getting near the edge. Oh so man, like, <laughs> you can't help not to think about Dan Hawk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you go up there and you're like, oh god. Uh, break my legs yeah huh okay so coleman you came from a concrete washout operation if anybody doesn't know what that is if you ever go to like a newly built or a residential area being built after the mixers get done uh delivering their concrete they need some place to wash out right so there's these big steel washout areas which some people abuse and just dump the whole load of concrete and i've never done that but just saying it's like a miniature roll-off yeah, that that's, that's exactly, exactly, exactly what it is. It's a roll off. Roll off. The yeah. mixers can like back up onto them. It's actually pretty yeah. cool what they do. But yeah, man, I got three yards left. What am I going to do with this? <laughs> Sweat it up and let it roll. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> oh man, those things are great. What other driving experience did you have before coming on board here to JFW? Uh, let's see. So I did. I worked for a city of Centennial for a while, doing like some snow plowing and did some tandem work, and then uh. I started out by running cranes for a tree company. So running an old BNSF grapple truck and lifting up logs as big as the truck. It was actually wow. a lot of fun. Then uh, right towards the end of my employment with the tree company, we got a 121-foot Palfinger tree met crane. Oh, very so nice. So they were kind of teaching me how to operate that and, oh, and oh, drive oh. that. That was It's nuts when you got a 100-foot of boom out in a tree hanging off because that's like a claw and a chainsaw on the end of the crane oh, yeah so you gr- grab onto the tree and cut it and the crane does all the work for you you, s- you sit there with a little fancy ass. remote wow that's badass that is yeah but, i was just watching a short or a reel the other day and it's it wasn't a hundred foot but it's it's like a, a skid steer almost or a big big piece of machinery that just picks it up and it's got that 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 chainsaw just ripping yeah yeah it's so badass no uh, there it's crazy what they can do i uh oh gosh it, we could pull down a cottonwood like one of those big old hundred year old cottonwoods in an hour wow mixed with the two trucks it, it was crazy what we could do wow it, that's pretty cool so super dave brought this up the other day he wanted to know how you got so interested in trucking because you're you got like an old trucking soul super dave i quote said Coleman missed trucking by what'd you say a generation like he yeah been a, you mentioned that I, the other day Coleman. i said when you and i were talking <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I I honestly don't know what has drawn me to it. I've always liked kind of driving and going different places when I was in high school and uh, getting to like a Sam's age. I would just go out and drive for hours and hours and hours. I'd go drive five hours away, go, huh, how did I get here? And then be like, oh, I guess I have to drive all the way back. But uh, it's, it's probably that. I just, just I, I love the car. I love being out, being free and yeah it just trucking is that and i i get paid to do what i love every day it's not even work to me it's i get to come have fun that's awesome coleman do you know how to drive at 18 speed i do okay. i learned on an 18 speed <laughs> all right i'm just checking very cool so you've been here pretty much six months and you're already what we would call a go-to guy that doesn't mean you get special treatment we just know that we could send you anywhere to do anything you've built that reputation You've done, you do end up, you've done cores, you've done the water tanker, 
you're the now you're the backup low boy operator and you're also part of the snow crew right yeah what'd you do last year on the snow crew were you a hand shoveler yeah i was one of the hand shovelers see that's what i'm talking about so coleman wanted to get on the snow crew here he is he's got all this operating experience he could run that hemi chainsaw crane that he's talking about right (laughs) but he's running a, 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 a snow shovel on a snow crew i mean that's badass coleman so what's your secret on becoming a go-to guy did you demand to do these things and do you refuse to do other things do you tell dispatch hey i want put me down for these things i'm not willing to do these things how does that work i mean i guess it's not really a secret i just volunteer for the opportunities if i know there's an opportunity i go and i might be a little persistent that's kind of how i got on cores but i might be like hey i want to do this hey can i do this hey let's go find time hey i'll come in on a saturday and learn how to do this Ah, um it's i i want to know how to do everything and be a team player if i need to go like bulk for a day that I, I did bulking for two days so i i can figure it out i can figure out what to do with cores if they need help there i'm gonna go do that it's it's good to be versatile in my opinion to, to go and help out where needed and then also it keeps me busy I was like, no, no idle time. I go crazy during idle time. I can't sit still for more than five minutes. What have you refused to do here? No, nothing I can think of. Okay. What don't you like to do here? Take days off. But <laughs> I, I, good answer. That's a good answer. I mean, honestly, my mom would be proud of you. <laughs> it, it, if if I had to say my least favorite thing to do. Would probably be mucking around at plant two in the water while I'm doing the water truck. Gotcha. If when you fill your big rubber boot with water, it's not fun. That but is, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be done, and I'm happy. I'm still happy to do the job. How's the money been for you? Been great. Okay. <clears throat> is there is there anything here at JFW that you feel you can't make money at? No. Okay. You just got to show up you show up for the early loads and you st- you get that late load every once in a while so you go home you get a dispatch friday plan 12 how does that make you feel work is work <laughs> okay you see where i'm going with this i'm just throwing a bunch of scenarios out to you that we get to deal with here where you know we hear i can't make money doing that why am i on that plant you know what did i do wrong stuff like that but here you are six months into it you volunteer to do everything. You're willing to come in on your days off to learn how to do it, and it's been working for you. So that's impressive, Coleman. We we love that, and that's part of the reason we wanted to have you on the podcast, besides the fact that other people were like, you got to have Coleman on the podcast. You got to have Coleman on the podcast. And then when I, I asked you probably over a month ago, and you're like, eh, I don't think I'm ready for the podcast, and then you're ready. So good deal i said i'm still nervous but i think we're i we, think we're doing pretty okay we could tell you're super nervous this is, probably, <laughs> this is probably a lot of adrenaline for you <laughs> more anxiety than anything else but <laughs> well, what, what's, what's the nervousness about a podcast i say it's not the podcast it's the company i'm ah. i'm with it's people i look up to and and want to be like like gotcha. J- jim and dave have built something amazing they've well mom and senior really <laughs> yeah. built it they've continued it yeah but that's something i want to do i want, i eventually want to start a business or run a business and nice. just be self-made i i was never the best in school or anything like that but 
I'm gonna, I will be successful. I don't care what it takes. I will be. I love it. I see a legacy <laughs> in your future. Yep. When Good you, attitude. When you think about opening a business or having a business, what do you like? What what's what have you dreamt about? Uh, just so you know, any answer is okay. I mean, if I had to have my just Asian, like Asian food restaurant, one hundred percent. If I had to have my my dream, would be like a power sports store. Honestly, oh, okay, yeah, um, that makes sense. It's jet I'm, skis, motorcycles, yeah, bikes, anything ATVs. that has a motor and a yeah. throttle. I yeah. just I'm I'm good with. But if it, if not that, honestly, probably trucking. Gotcha. There's, I've come to I've just come to love it. Yeah. I don't know why I, I have a family of all educated relatives and parents. My sister just graduated from CU Boulder, and I'm over here like I'm a truck driver, and I'm doing just as good as basically anyone else, it yeah. seems like. Absolutely, 100%. Trucking's come a long way. I mean, I've always been proud to be a trucker. You know, when I was running a, 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 a mixer truck, what do you do? I drive a ready mix truck, and I said it with authority because – I thought it was badass. You know what I mean? So definitely be proud of what you're doing. And we were just talking about the trades for my community thing that Paco's doing. And, you know, trades, you know, on one hand, we're losing trades. But on the other hand, there's people that are making a killing. I mean, we got guys here making more. You say it all the time, Dave. You know, Janet's got engineers with master degrees that don't make what our drivers make. Absolutely. Good for you. Yeah. Have to, have to bring a little story into this jam because it was it was funny last night because the whole thing was you know you're, you're my first time obviously which i don't know how many times you do that with with a parent right just to make a little light of it but was the gentleman's name ashton dave do you remember the driver the, <laughs> the guy from olingers that took mom yeah was it i don't remember his name but anyway no, no offense chili dog but he looked like your brother yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, that was that was kind of the joke on the way home with Holly is, okay, so Olinger's Mortuary showed up to pick mom up. Corners pronounced her dead. Everybody's done their stuff. That's you know, and he, and he shows up, and he was an awesome guy. But I joked with Holly. I'm like, so do you think he ever calls into dispatch and goes, ah, I don't like this load? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to pick this person up. They're a, little, they're a little too heavy for me, or, you know, it's too far out of my way. You know, right. how, how do you do that? I, I tore a mud flap off. I don't, I don't like the hospital they're at. Right, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. oh, I left my, my gate up on my escalator, or whatever it was, my Denali, you know, limo, and I tore it off. And, you know, do you ever run into that? And then, and then you know, we were joking about it because – then and then you know he got done and he asked for a little bit of help because he was by himself and i was like man that's just you know he has to a rough job by yourself right Uh and he asked if we could give him some hand a hand and you know i was there dave was there tyler was there you know no problem but as he was leaving he's like you know i I have to apologize my partner had a parent pass away and Mm -hmm. she wasn't available to help me i usually have two people Uh and and there you know again if you want to if you want to match it up to what we do or what you're talking about coleman the guy was there to do his job, right. you know, and, and no matter how difficult it was and, you know, he did it and he, and he did a, he did a great job. That I, had I mean, to be hard to ask for help for r- it too. R- like. Right. Right. And, the, yeah, and I, yeah, Jim and I talked about it, Jam, yeah. there, there has to be some families that there is no way that yeah, could happen. Exactly. Right. Like what they can't look at the person, help, they can't yeah. touch them, they can't anything, you wow. know, luckily that's not us. So yeah. yeah. Was all and, good. and the other thing is, you know, we talk about. You, you just mentioned it because I thought about the same thing is, you know, we're all proud to be truck drivers. You said even, you know, I drive a ready mix truck, you know, when they when you ask this gentleman, 
what's he do? You know, what's his response? I pick up dead people, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> I mean, but, and I know there's a different way to state it because that's something amazing that he can do that job. I mean, the way he treated our mom, you know, and, and lo- you know, loading her and stuff like that. He had a lot was, of dignity. Yeah, he, a lot of dignity. He could be like the janitor. Like, I helped put, I helped put a man on, a, on the moon. Yeah. You know, he could say something like, right. I helped. Families find peace and comfort in their worst times. Absolutely, right? absolutely, Jim. Yes. That's that's what I'm getting at. It's yeah. it's all perspective. How do you look at it? Because yeah. he should be he should be damn proud of the job he's doing. Absolutely, yeah. you know? good stuff, man. Coleman, you had mentioned uh, you're a little bit different than everybody else in the family <laughs> as far as education and what they do, right? But do you think your parents are somewhat responsible for the man that you've come today? Uh, yeah, okay. they from very young age and said to me they're like whatever you do don't do it half-assed do it right. all the way okay um they're like have a goal um just be respectful and do do what you need to do they're like we're proud of you one way or another just as long as you're happy doing what you want to do mm-hmm. it's do you remember like a pivotal moment in your childhood like because it sounds like you're close with your dad right uh yeah okay so yeah you, him, him and i are the same person okay Unfor- unfortunately or fortunately <laughs> don't don't know how that's gonna play out just yet so, so you're growing up your dad's a hero <laughs> i mean do you remember a moment where you realize like i want to be like my dad and have his work ethic is there something that he did that that sticks out to you I say I honestly gotta say once when I like turned twenty one, twenty two, I finally started to realize, holy crap, they were right, uh-huh. and it was like because some it, of those things are tough too. You that, know, that's that pretty you. young because oh. <laughs> a lot of people I don't know if I ever thought about it until I was like forty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was fifty one. So good for you, <laughs> fifty one. So yesterday, right? Yeah. Today I was today years old when I, I was just it. gonna say that. Jim. I was today years old. No, but I I realized that everything that he kind of taught me and instilled in me was I was like, holy crap! And I fought it for years. I was oh, I was a horrible kid in high school it was bad i i did everything under the book to piss them off um but they always told me like just we'll be proud of you no matter what do what you want to do that's really important um you know as they say even if you're a janitor be the best janitor you know if you're an engineer be the best engineer but if you're a truck driver be the best truck driver at doing your job I say, and that's, yep, that's that's the most important thing, right? Yep, that's how my dad's always been. He's tried to be the best at what he can do. My mom runs a school for at-risk kids. She tries to be the best at what she can do. She has a lot of things to fight. But. Did you help her with that career path? <laughs> you know, she almost she almost put me in that a couple times. What well, was one saying? So, so, somebody interviewed her. Do you have any background? She, oh yeah. <laughs> I've been. Uh, uh, no idea. Have you met Coleman? I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been a paramedic for eighteen years. <laughs> no, it's and, and honestly, it, we're talking about my dad, but big shout out to my mom for all that she's done, helped me and supported me through there sure. too. Because I, more so than my dad, because my dad kind of knew he probably did the exact same thing. But I put my mom through hell, <laughs> and still I can call her. I could go call her right now and she'd be willing to talk on the phone for 30 minutes to give advice about this, that, the other let's, thing. Let's and call her. Put her on speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> if you want. <laughs> uh, but it's, 
yeah, they've had, my parents have had a huge influence on everything I do and they still have my back to this day. Like hell, I live in their basement at the moment cause I'm trying to buy a house, but yeah. <laughs> what a great support network. Yeah. yeah. But you, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Do you talk to your parents about work here? Do they know about JFW? Uh, about every single day. Yeah. I, I, I come home proud to share what happened in my day. That's cool. So you think they'll listen to this episode of the podcast? If, if anything, I hope they will. Okay, so we're at 206 followers right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> we should be at 208 by next Wednesday. Uh, you know, if my dad can figure out how to work Spotify, <laughs> we might. Okay. Help him out. <laughs> Do they have, uh, like, Google at home as far as, like, you know, the little speaker? I think... Or we Alexa? The, uh, I think they, we have the Alexas. Yeah, we have they, the Alexas. They got their clap on, clap on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just know I'm shocked with Google. I can just go home and go, hey, Google, play Channel 23 podcast. Uh, and it picks up the latest episode. I don't do anything. Yeah, I bet you Alexa would do that too. Well, it's it's kind know. of funny. We have an Alexa. We have Alexas on like all levels. I have my own. That's like my alarm and stuff. But my mom will say something to it upstairs, and it starts picking it up all the way to downstairs. Right. So right. then like all the ones in the house start doing doing something it's kind of funny <laughs> they always listen it's kind of concerning but well i can't speak for alexa but i know google will do that oh yeah good stuff coleman what's your favorite thing to do here at jfw go end dumping yeah so <laughs> um, just come to work <laughs> that i i really like i like the core stuff i like going out in the middle of nowhere i find peace and peace and nothing almost Nice. go go be with the cows there's typically one maybe two people that you might see mm-hmm. but excuse me it's uh yeah just kind of go out do a cores load be with yourself especially on on like sundays mm-hmm. there's no one on the roads oh, it's one of the best things right put, put on an old like trucking song mm-hmm. going down the road too or a new yeah. one or a new trucking song oh like the jfw one yeah the okay. red trucks what <laughs> 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 uh you have anything else you want to discuss, Coleman? Did you bring anything you want to talk about? Yeah, I actually have a couple of questions for, for the brothers. Great. If, if they wouldn't mind. But um, kind of personal to me right now. But So with all the transmission issues going on. Um, That's a question for Dave. Yeah. <laughs> has Eaton Fuller started to get involved a little bit more? Because I remember a couple podcasts ago you were saying how at the reveal for the 589, you guys had actually talked to Ian. Um, have they gotten more involved? Or are we still fighting like pack ours? Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, I mean, several things there. It's kind of twofold, right? So the guy we met down in Texas at Texas Motor Speedway for the 589 review, reveal, he knew us. I didn't know him. And we're running, we've been running two test transmissions for him for over a year. And that was how, when he saw my shirt, the logo on my shirt, he's like, oh, you're my company in Commerce City. And we were like, whoa. And so when you say, are they getting more involved? They have always been involved. But when, when the two-party deal comes up, what I'm talking about is between Eaton and Packar. Mm-hmm. Packar is just kind of, I don't know, maybe this isn't the right words, but behind with what Eaton is doing, like... Eaton will come up with an issue or they'll find out an issue. They'll come up with a resolve. They post it on their website or their information background where we would go to look for something. Mm-hmm. They give that information to Packar and Packar won't put it on for like eight weeks because it needs to go through this department and this department and clear their 
software engineers and you know whatever the case may be so there's there's a lot more to it and you know we we mentioned several times on those uh on the transmissions that we think they're getting better you know they're they've come up with like version two and we actually think they're working on version three now as we speak but i don't know if we should necessarily let the cat out of the bag but i would go go for it yeah We've got a trip planned in two weeks. We're going back to Indiana to the Allison transmission factory, and we're going to test drive uh, some Allison transmissions for the truck. So literally fully automatic transmissions. They're like the automatic in a car. So like the the push-button style ones that that are in like the free shakers? You have your foot on the brake. Otherwise, that some bitch is going. Are they uh, the six-speeds? They are six-speeds, yeah. Yeah. They're badass. I got to drive those for about 90 days, and they go. Yeah. They yeah, go. they're – I mean, <laughs> Rick Bowen, our salesman that's been on here before from MHC, uh, he brought one of uh, Kiewit's trucks over. And I I couldn't personally drive it, but I got to ride with him, and I just couldn't drive it because it's Kiewit's truck, right? And uh, anyway, it was a freaking race car. I mean, like – you pasted it, and it it that truck went. I mean, it was as a matter of fact, it was the largest concern I had about the transmission because it was so so fast. I mean, I think we'd just be smoking tires off the trucks. But we learned there's programming we can do, things we can set up. You know, it can just ease into the horsepower side of it and all of that. So that's kind of something we're excited about checking into, and that would be we'll if everything goes well. We'll have five trucks coming in the last quarter of the year mm-hmm. that if Jim and I approve of those transmissions, we'll test five of them in the five trucks coming in and should be November, December, but we were promised five more Kenworths fourth quarter of this year. So I don't know if that answers all your questions on the transmission or, or not. Coleman? I, I want to piggyback on that. So are those coming down in weight or are they the same weight as five years ago? Or? So they're going to be heavier than mm-hmm. the trucks we have, but as – I have it narrowed down to about 200 pounds, Jam. Okay. And and you can sacrifice 200 pounds for a truck that runs every day. Right, yeah. And that's the main awesome. thing about this transmission. This transmission, Bold you take number. just the case. Just the case has been around for like 26 years. It's not new technology. They've made upgrades and updates uh-huh. internally that have just made it better. But it, it it's pretty much a bulletproof transmission. It is pretty crazy. Honestly, right now, if... I'd take an extra 200 pounds to <laughs> have 93 back. but Right, right. I get it. I agree. I know, I know they match up with the Western Stars real nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so sure. yeah, When are the Western Stars getting here? End uh, of the month should oh. be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. they're being made next week is yeah. what, what, we, oh, wow. what yeah. we heard. Yeah, so we, we got VIN numbers on the Western Stars, so it should be like Dave said. And then I think I just wanted to throw in there with the Eaton, I, I think – like Dave said, there's a lag on the on the pack car representation of that Eaton transmission, but the Eaton's always been their representative here is spot on. The guy we met is spot on. Their updates. It's truly just a pack car issue. And then I do know we were still we're still fighting some part issue being able to get them Coleman. Um, we just ran into that um, the other day on, on another ATM, right, Dave? MTM. I mean an MTM is, is but. But they, um, they also, I mean, to stick up for them, they brought two brand new transmissions in. Yeah, and we've been sitting. On, I mean, they've been swapping them in trucks 
we've just had more breakdown than we could put brand new transmissions in. So they did, every, everybody has stepped up to help us and solve the problem. Yeah, and Packard does believe in this transmission enough that they are doing away with every other transmission. Oh, no way. You, you won't be able to buy an Ultra Shift Plus. Yeah. You won't be able to buy a 9-speed, a 10-speed, an 18-speed. They will be special order if you do that. The standard transmission is going to become the 12-speed we have, or they have an 18-speed version of that. Or, or they still allow you to order an Allison. Yeah, a, right. di- a different brand. Right, Dave. right, right. Yeah, yeah. but the pack yeah. car, yeah. the pack car will be that engine or yeah. that transmission. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. What else you got, Coleman? Uh, are you guys getting any five eighty nines, or do you not know yet? Uh, that's just I think they're really cool trucks. It'd be cool <laughs> to see them around here. But <laughs> but, but <laughs> if you were lucky enough and you could pull the strings, you could get. Um, 389 of them, right, Dave? Numbered that way. Five, five, I mean, 589 of them yeah. numbered that way. So clear from you know zero to 589 are the first trucks to be manufactured. Mm-hmm. And you get that in your serial number. Yeah. And then from there, they were going to open up ordering. But I think you had to be dealership or you know a thousand truck fleet or something like that Uh, right but here's the short answer no (laughs) but no here's here's the reason why coleman they don't make the extended hood in a day cab yet Um, the day cab is a short hood yeah and the long hood only comes with a sleeper and we're like that is the dumbest thing it makes zero sense yeah and they were kind of everybody's attitude was you know, let them get this totally sundown, the other one, or yeah. wh- however they put it, yeah. and get them, you know, one year in that. And we're like, just take the sleeper off the truck. Yeah, it's you're the already same making truck. it. Take, yeah. I say, don't they already make the day cab cab? Like, yeah, for almost the, everything else. It's the yeah. Same, yeah, it's the same cab. <laughs> yeah. Other than our Freightliners, that's all our fleet has is that cab. Yeah. Period. Kenworth, well, Peterbilt. And then a couple 389s we yeah. have. Yeah. Which are gone, which will be gone. So it's just going to be that one cab. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. One last one. Of all the trucks that JFW, you guys may have driven or built or anything like that, which ones were your favorite? And that's for everyone here. <laughs> Super Dave loved 009. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I, I really loved Big Red, too. That, that, was, that was a special truck. We, it, it was a good truck. I would have to say that was that was one of my favorites. But Super Dave had 009, and Cat put two test engines in it, and <laughs> he fought that truck for years. He was such a a good guy driving it because it overheated all the time, Coleman. Yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah, it, people complain about not being able to use Jake's coming down the hill, or um, I had to go up the hill at like literally five miles an hour. Oh, no. it, it had this little this little computer readout on the left hand side of my dash, so I could actually pull a hill, but I would have to keep the 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 engine load under seventy percent to get up any hill. I mean, even North Glen Pass, which is I twenty five coming up to one hundred and twentieth. <laughs> As long as I kept that engine load under 70%, it wouldn't overheat. If I if I went over 70%, it would overheat. But on a big hill like Eisenhower, I was going like four miles an hour. Oh, shit. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and that was that went on for years. Yes, it did, Dave. It sounds like yeah. a love-hate relationship. Yeah. I think for me, Coleman, it's easier to remember the trucks that we didn't like more than the, <laughs> truck, the trucks that were our favorite. Uh, so... 
I know, I know Dave, well, he had the, the next 009, right, Dave? Your black and blue one? Was yeah, that? the first one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the first one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and I mean, I hated that truck because he, we had a friend that worked at Kenworth, and it was when the electronics first came out, uh. and he was, he was a good friend of ours, and he took Dave and just Dave's and just kind of messed with it and messed with it and messed with it and did some programming and got kicked out of Kenworth's programming. Anyway... It was like two days later, and we were going to the mountains, and we come down, and that truck would walk all over mine. Uh. I mean, it ran. It would for an electronic motor, it would pull smoke and everything else. Uh. I passed him one day. We were coming back empty, and I passed him in the corner there on on Floyd Hill. But I started like a back a mile back to get around him. Uh, come around that corner on nine tires. I swear. <laughs> uh, probably my favorite truck, and probably turns out these trucks weren't that great after all. But back then. 0050 the Fitzgerald glider kit yeah you know I got that one it was brand new it had an awesome dash package on it it had automatic chains on it so you know kind of make me felt like I was a big old truck driver you know what I mean but yeah turns out they probably weren't that great huh did you run into problems with them eventually or I mean, the short time we, jam, we didn't have them over five years, and we had to rebuild all the engines in them. Right. Well, they were rebuilt to begin with, right? But That's what makes it, them a glider. Yeah, but I mean, the good thing about it is that Series 60, I think we rebuilt them for like 1500 bucks. <laughs> right. Like, it was more expensive <laughs> to rebuild your pickup engine than the right. so, huh. Yeah, oh, pros, pros and cons to them, you know? Yeah, yeah Coleman, I would, I would... My first true love was, was the OG 006, and that was... I mean, that was the first hood... That was a uh, four and a quarter cat. Uh, I mean, we put six inch straight pipes on it. It was a retarder. Yeah. I think it was a 260 inch wheelbase. That's not nice. Yeah. 15 over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Slap the direct. dash and mash the gas, man. Yeah. You could, the pipes would talk and the Vortox breathers every time you grabbed a gear. Like, we'd, we'd leave like Arcosa, right? Mm-hmm. There was a pit behind Arcosa that we hauled out of called Bluestone. And, uh, like back in the day, I mean, you didn't leave there unless you had a hundred thousand pounds on, and you'd you'd make a left out of that pit, like a cool morning this morning with the rain, you'd roll it up to about fourteen fifteen hundred RPM, and the the pipes are just whoa. <laughs> you let off the throttle to grab that gear, and you <laughs> you grab it, whoa, and it just walks on out, man. It was it was badass. The the two ninety fives that we had that Jim and I ordered. Uh, I mean, they were, they were even bigger, batter trucks. And what I mean by that is we were able to get, I think we went with 500s, right? That yeah. was when the 500 first came out. Because the 294 Kenworths, they had 475s. The 295s, they had 500 E-model cats in them, 18 double overs. We had air track suspension instead of air leaf. I mean, those trucks, you could, they had not only Jakes, but they had Jakes and retarders. You could put 110,000 pounds on those roll out a blue stone and you could run right down 93 to highway 58 come down that hill at the red light at 58 and you could stop with no brakes just running the jake and retarder i mean you just shut it right down right right literally to five miles an hour you'd step on the brake pedal and come to a stop i mean they were there wasn't more to those trucks than you could get you know what i mean and that's right now that's 30 year old technology right so yeah so like I told Super Dave, I grew up in the wrong era of trucking. I, w- I wish I could have been around for some of that stuff to be new. Yeah. We had we had some junk back then. We ran that the the four forty four, the Cummins. Yeah. That was that was a terrible motor. 
we were always rebuilding that. Then we had 0011, the all-white one Paul drove with the first electronic motor in it from Cat. It was a C. It, yeah, it was a, a C. C model, yeah. It was... It was junky. It was just, just <laughs> but a bridge yeah. engine. Yeah, Those bridge were that was engine. called a yeah, bridge, bridge engine. Bridge yeah, engine. Right. And it, it was bridging between the B model and the E for the electronic. Yeah. So it, it had some some fuel timing issues. It was always having something yep. done to it. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, big red, the original. OG. <laughs> Do you guys have anything for the discussion? We still got questions from the audience, safety stats, everything else. Did you wanna Jump in on anything here yet? No? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Keep going with the questions from the audience. Are you all done, Coleman? I'm done. Okay. I'm good. So Steve Barnes, he's really interactive with us. He always has good questions and feeds me a bunch of dad jokes. I use my own today, though. I was proud of that. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, he said for the brothers, as it hasn't been brought up in the past, being sarcastic, maybe a couple of months, the direction of Yard 23, are there any plans on paving the parking lot to cut down on the mud from when it rains or in the winter when the snow melts. I understand that it is a very expensive project. Yeah, on that part, I mean, just a quick update. I'm sure Dave will jump in here. We've, uh, we've looked at three bids. We're waiting on the, on the third one. Um, you know, we've done a couple building designs, stuff like that. Um, and we also have a, a deal cut with Brandon that they're redoing uh, Colorado Boulevard so we're going to get quite a few asphalt grindings from that job but we probably won't do a whole lot with the parking lot until we have a building design and then what goes along with the building design is a grading design and that's a that's a pretty important thing for me and Dave because we want you know like this yard like the red yard like that yard now we want to eliminate all water spots all all water holes potholes we just want done with that. We want no mud, nothing like that. I don't think we'll ever be able to f- afford paving it, but as far as putting a good base of uh, recycled asphalt down and then having some valley pans of water that'll drain to you know a de- detention or retention pond and then, and then uh, uh, go off site. So it's, it's basically kind of a slow process of, you know, we, we, they set up the parking the first time, and that was what, Dave, two or three weeks of drawings back and forth to yeah. make sure we could fit, you know, up to 150 trucks was our goal on the new property, you know, where we were putting the building on the property. Um, so, yeah, you know, and uh, obviously I can, I can make all the excuses. It, it is a slow pro- process. We want to make sure we have the, the right prices and, the, and do the right things, but, you know, we didn't expect the wettest you know fourth wettest may you know wettest june in history you know we yeah, said we didn't this, expect to have more rain than seattle you know mm-hmm. yeah by june july 1st right when they showed uh, poor chris beam's motorcycle in the shed i mean that should have been a safe place to park <clears> it <throat> and it's running in the exhaust pipes yeah you know it's just we've you know just really crazy stuff steve this season you know pretty good snow season last time but yeah it's uh you know, we, we've spent our, our, our career doing this, and, and sometimes it seems really fast, and other times things just seem slow. It takes a while to get your ducks in a row. No you pun know. on the ducks. Yeah, yeah, in the water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I, just to, like, be uber clear on that, we need a grading plan. Yeah. That yeah. means drainage is created in the drainage plan or the grading plan. That means wherever it rains, water runs to a specific area, goes into a, a drain, goes to a retention pond. There's never any puddles. If we took right now, I mean, we have enough recycled, we could probably cover where the trucks park, 
And then once we do the grading plan, it's all ruined. We've, we've lost all of it. So we need the, we need the ground graded to create the drainage. Then we'll be able to put the, I call it recycled asphalt, but it's millings. Yeah. Milling recycled asphalt. Yeah. By the time we add what Brandon brings in and what we have over there, we'll have enough to put six inches of recycled millings over the whole yard. So, I mean, it will literally over time, it will become asphalt. Yeah. Right. I mean, it will will look like an asphalt. Especially with six inches of it. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be good. Yeah. Just something that we're excited for, but we can't. We can't screw the planning it's up. Just not happening fast enough, nope. huh? Not for not for anybody. Yeah. For you guys and us. All right. Next question from Steve Barnes for everyone in the room. What's your funniest memory here at JFW? <laughs> I could go first on this one, Scooby. No. <laughs> I mean, we just have so much fun all the time. I mean, working. I mean, working here is just, you're guaranteed to have a laugh every single day. So the funniest memory, I mean, I can't really pinpoint one. I know the one I bring up a lot is a conversation between Scooby and Brother Dave in the kitchen one day. <laughs> so when, when uh, Scooby came back to work here, he made it very clear he doesn't want to drive anymore. Like, <laughs> he's going to come in and, you know, he doesn't drive. And if he does drive, he definitely doesn't want to go to the mountains. <laughs> so it was like <laughs> it was maybe his first week or two and you know we're in the kitchen talking about what we got going on and Scooby's like yeah I think we're gonna go I think I'm gonna go go on a ride along today because before Sam Sara we used to do a lot of ride alongs and brother Dave said I think you're gonna go on a drive along we got an empty <laughs> truck so there's just been so many funny times or I remember Brother Dave being frustrated. I think they're all involved, Brother Dave, actually. <laughs> I remember being in the shop one day, and we were having a rough morning here, and, uh, you know, Brother Dave just, he was a little frustrated, but he said with a smile, I just love effing working here. <laughs> it's another fun. I mean, it just goes on and on, things like that, and a lot of practical jokes and ribbon go on every single day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we laugh, you guys, because... There are so many stories. I mean, I, I, what goes along with that when you say that is you can't make this shit up. Right. Right? I mean, we have so many stories people tell us all the time. You should write a book. It just, it just never ends with the stories. And I mean, one right quick that just, I don't know that it's the funniest for me, but it, it's funny. But it's just a vivid memory. And this was, this was way back. This is in the, the other shop next door, you know, before we built this building. And, uh, we actually had a a friend of dad's that said, "Hey, my was was Mac the one of the old Commerce City like mayor's brother-in-law yeah, or something like that." Yeah, like something that, like Jim. that. Yeah, you're it, right. It was Dave. a yeah. it was a one of the councilman's yeah. brother-in-law. Right. Like dad that. was yeah. friends with him, and he's like, "Hey, my brother-in-law needs a job, and he's got a you know class A, and you know, can he work for you?" And dad was like, "Yeah, bring him down." And he's like, "You know, how come he doesn't have a job?" Well. He, Sometimes he has a drinking problem. And we're like, okay, well, you know, back then a lot of truck drivers have a drinking problem, right? So this guy's name was Mac. Turns out we we nicknamed him Mac the Crack Smoker. I think that was before. I mean, we nicknamed him that before you smoked crack. I don't even think crack was around. No, it, it, was, it was this long ago, right? But somehow we named him Mac the Crack Smoker. And uh, 
he'd went through a time or two here where he, when he was here he was a good driver we had no problems with him and then he'd kind of go on a bender and disappear for a day or two or four or whatever the case may be and he'd come back ah oh, it's just i had some problems i won't do that again and anyway make a long story short you guys he he went out got his paycheck on friday night and he winds up was it was it the silver saddle gym or the other one that's the that's the mexican restaurant no it was it was the silver, to, saddle, the silver the, saddle the one with the low ceilings well, only at one end. Yeah, one end. Yeah, you had to duck to go yeah, pee. Yeah, when you got to the, the north place. end of the urinal, you had to duck because the ceiling was so low. <laughs> anyway, Mac goes out there and he ties one on, and he's like, "Hey, I'm I'm thinking I'm not going to drink and drive because I'm smarter than that." But it was cold out, so he goes out and starts his car and climbs in the back seat and proceeds to go to sleep. And. Uh, Everything was good, and then all of a sudden he's kind of being shaken and woken up, you know, and he's kind of in a daze and doesn't know what's going on. And he's and still probably a little inebriated. Yeah, yeah, maybe just a little inebriated. And anyway, he, he winds up, he's, he's being removed from the car, and he kind of panics, and he starts swinging and hits a few people, and it turns out his car is on fire. It caught fire sitting there idling, and the fire department is there, and the police department's there trying to save the guy's life. They're dragging him out of the back seat because the car's on fire. And needless to say, he threw a few punches, and they threw back a few punches, and they kind of won, right? And uh, Mac was gone. Like, we didn't know any of this had happened. Weeks went by, and, you know, we're like, well, apparently Mac's on a little longer bender this time. He's no longer employed here. And he comes in, and just starts talking to everybody and <laughs> proceeds to tell us the story and we're like god mac that's that's terrible because i think he spent like a week in jail and everything, yeah with right, no Jim? phone call nothing yeah yeah then what was left of his car he was able to go get get you know what was left of his belongings out of it <laughs> we're like well that just sucks mac and he goes yeah i said i was just so thankful that i got my teeth back <laughs> and we're like got your teeth back and he's like well i have false teeth and he said i took them out and i laid them on the vinyl dash you know, and he says, you know, I, why I was in jail, you know, the car was impounded, what was left of it. And we're like, well, I'm glad you got your teeth back. He's like, yeah, I just don't think I'm ever going to get that green vinyl and the smell of burning smoke out of him. <laughs> he had to take his pocket knife and scrape the, the melted green vinyl off his teeth, you guys. Those were some rough-looking <laughs> teeth. <laughs> oh, Mac, the crack smoker. And I, I just have to continue to say, you can't make this shit up. This, these are true stories, man. True stories. Yeah. Yeah, for me, since it's, and it helped me out, Dave, uh, you know, since it's made it about mom or thought, and I, I don't know how funny it is, but mom had a thing that she'd just, you know, she'd be talking to people and she'd just <laughs> ask them, just, to, you know, not the craziest question. She just, she's just curious, just ask them. You know, she wanted to get to know you. And we had this fuel hauler guy. We used to buy it from Harpel Fuel, and it was our same delivery guy every time you know for for years and one day he come in to get his ticket signed and you know we've all noticed about him and and he had the tightest little uh, curls like like afro you know in in his hair uh, if, if hopefully that's politically correct and you know nice looking guy and mom's you know mom several times would go hey, i wonder if you know he has his hair permed you know it's always so perfect you know and I'm like, well, you don't ask, Mom. So he's in getting his, his ticket signed, and Mom's like, hey, you know, whatever his name was, your hair is always so nice looking, and, uh, you know, do you get it permed? And he's like, no, I was in a terrible fire, and this is a wig. <laughs> <laughs> 
was, oh, man. It was just always one of those. I don't know how funny that is, but mom's like, oh, okay, well, it's a very nice wig. And yeah. It was pretty hard to recover from that. Yeah. She was like, uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, I was like, she's like, well, guess I won't ask that question anymore. <laughs> That's great. All right, safety. Dave, t- Dave, Dave, you don't have one. You're not going to run. Ah, I've got a there? bunch, man. I've got a bunch. <laughs> I, I have uh, one for you, but I don't know. No, if you know. I mean, I tell you, there's so many, you guys. That, <clears throat> like you said, Dave, that how you just can't make this stuff up. You can't. <laughs> you know, and from back in the day when Toad grabbed the wrong mic and started <laughs> oh, talking man. on the company radio. That's a classic. Man, we need to put that one out. Oh man, and I can't even tell you what he was saying, but it was yeah. classic. <laughs> And then, then the day that snow day that we made the potato guns, <laughs> put that big dent in the in the shop door, and then shot the, ho- that. the hole. You mean? Not yeah, the dent, dent. <laughs> that's right. And then we shot one over the houses, and it went so far we didn't even know where it went. Yeah. Or or Doogie and his bubble gum. And I'm not even going to say what the bubble gum is, but use your imagination, right? Uh, ripping farts at the driver's table because. And this is in the old shop, the driver's table, it was like a big long room. room, And and Jim Sr.'s office was off to one side and Evelyn's office was kind of at the end of the room. Um, And her desk was around the corner. You couldn't even see that if she was in there. And it was one morning, we were all sitting there. I guess it was a snow day or something, but there probably was about 10 of us there. And we were talking a bunch of shit, right? And we were just, you know, truck driver BS. And the next thing you know, we heard this laughter coming from the office. And we, we were like, oh, my God, Evelyn's in there. <laughs> she didn't, you know, get mad or anything. She just laughed and laughed. And we right. all looked at each other like, oh, my God, Evelyn's listening. She was <laughs> right. in there. But, but I tell you, the, the things that you just can't make up were, I mean, some really, really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the winter mornings when you were waiting for a dispatch or whatever. Remember Chuck, the, the old oh. man Tanner, <laughs> CJ had fart on him everywhere. <laughs> Chuck, he would get so upset, and CJ would, <laughs> he'd just laugh, wow. that airy laugh that, you know. But yeah. I mean, he'd lift up his butt and stick it, stick it right in Chuck's face, man. Like Chuck was shocked every day. <laughs> and he did it every day. Right? Must have saved it up for hours just for Chuck. Oh, man. Good, good stuff. Yeah, crazy stuff. Some of the stuff you just had to be there. That's yeah, all there right? is to it. Yeah. You just have to be there. Doogie's going away party. Yeah, you had to be there for that. <laughs> and again with wow. CJ. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good times. All right. Moving on to the safety topic of the week. JR put the uh, Samsara podcast safety stats together for June 1st of the 30th. The fleet distance driven was 569,115 miles. I like that number. Yep, over half a million miles. Our fleet safety score in June is holding steady at 95. The previous month was also a 95. And the top safety risk factors in June are, number one, speeding. In general, time since speeding is down 15%. Majority is light speeding, one to five miles per hour over, which we don't count into our score but worsened by 13% from May. Ooh. Moderate speeding, well, <clears throat> I wonder if that's because some of the moderates went down to light. Yeah, you moved them, right? Yeah. Or we moved them? Yep. Yeah. Moderate speeding, 5 to 10 mile an hour over the limit. 
worsened by 23% from May, and heavy speeding 10 to 15 miles per hour improved by 26%. So I think some of those heavies moved down to moderate and moderate to lights. Mm-hmm. Severe speeding, well, <laughs> 50 miles an hour plus. Oh, what happened there? Has worsened by 16% as compared to May. So that just got worse. Mm. Okay. People were hustling. Yep. Collision risks, 20% more than May. 394 total following two close events, which is 29 less events than in May at 423%. The first week we had 87, 87 events, second week 75 events, third week 75, fourth week 75, and the fifth week 134 events. Why is that almost double? I don't know. Uh, well, it can't be because we shortened it to one and a half seconds hmm. from one. Well, we did that a, yeah, a while ago. Yeah, we did that ago. a while ago, right? Huh, I have to get with JR on that. Yeah, is this, is this becoming in place enough and we're getting pretty good set of stats that we – do we tie something to the safety bonus to it or add another bonus in there or something? I mean, Something to discuss. You know, if we're, if we're rising when we were down or something like that, maybe something we need to look at. Absolutely. Distracted driving, inattentive driving, total of one inattentive driving event, which is four less than May. So we're getting better on that. That's that, to me, that to me is more important than speeding. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And that mobile usage – we had 21 events, which is six less than in May. So better there as well. That's a plus. Yep. Crashes, we had two events in June, one more than May. <clears throat> we had a crash on Highway 85 and 136. A car turned in front of a driver coming from the left turn lane. Not our fault. And then we had a crash on I-70. Pickup truck driver drove on shoulder and tried to squeeze in front of our truck, colliding with the fender of our truck. Not our fault either. Policy violations, no seatbelt use. We had three events in June, which is two less than in May, so we're doing better there. Harsh driving, 45 total events. Harsh brakes with 33 of them, and harsh turn with 12 of them. And I know I think we did uh, increase the sensitivity on the harsh driving events. Traffic signs and signals, we had 20 events for June, three more than in May. Rolling stops, that was 16 total events. We only had three in May and ran a red light, two events, which we had none in May. So not good there. <clears throat> Do you guys feel like we talked about that as much in in June? Do you think we, we Well, talked we totally about, talked about rolling stops, yeah. Jim, because remember those in, in don't. In June or in May, Dave? You just think? like a couple weeks ago we yeah. talked about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah okay. because just, we don't record those. It doesn't post it unless it's over five, five. miles an hour. Yeah, yeah we And I'm did. like, I do oh, my remember. God, you're blowing a stop Boston sign at five miles yeah. an hour? Right. Right. That's true. That just seems significant to me. And just for our listeners, not justifying it at all, some of those are coming out of, like, pits or plants. Not saying it's okay, yeah. but it's like, I just got loaded. We're going through this stop sign, you know, on a county road or something like that not saying it's good at all yeah i think that was i think we kind of had that discussion you know which we with the automatics that are in the in the trucks now you don't have to shift you don't have to you know push the clutch in you don't have to find a gear you don't have to upshift so that really shouldn't be happening and then like dave just mentioned i mean all i for years i've rolled the stop sign you know out of the pit but i know it wasn't faster than five miles an hour you know, you roll up, you grab that gear that's easy to take you around the corner, and then and then you you go on. Yeah. You know, so you don't have to try to get 
going from a stop to get out on you know 66 or 52 or or whatever it might be jam so i think that's that's still a, a problem because of the because of the speed at you which you were rolling the stop sign you know sure. it kind of worries me some of that stuff with the automatic transmission that's that third gear default yeah so that rolling. truck is coming all the way down to third gear and going where when you say you would you know i hate to use the term but run the stop sign we just didn't fully stop yeah but you came up to it and you rolled the for me i rolled the gear shift over with our 18 speeds i rolled it into granny and over yeah because that was a fast gear to split back to first but it was granny you know what i mean yeah it's not five miles an hour in granny so yeah yeah so true Top 12 Samsara safe drivers for June, all tied for first place. <clears throat> we got Potter, Greg Wise, Rick Gray, Herb Turner, Teddy Hernandez, Edward <coughs> Ramirez, Jesse Rodenbaugh, John Moore, Mike Bortz, Troy Holmes, Nat Bisignano, and Fred Powell. It's a good group of guys right there, awesome. Yeah. yeah. The, the top nine are tied for first, right? Well, I think there's just a typo in this because oh. uh, then he says second place, 12 drivers tied at 99. Gotcha. So somewhere okay. something got miskeyed there. Okay. Since, Third, sorry, go ahead, Jim. No, no. go ahead. I was just going to give Coleman kind of a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, not, <laughs> I, I'm not seeing him on that. Is there some adrenaline going on, Coleman? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Do you know your safety score? I'm pretty sure I'm at a 99 currently. All right, second place. <laughs> A.K.A. first loser. <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> uh, third place, we got 15 drivers tied in a 98. Oh, good. In the green, we got 90 plus drive, or in the green, 90 plus score, we have 105 drivers, which is two less in May. In the yellow, we, which is 80 to 89, we have 10 drivers, which is two less than a month of May. And in the red, less or equal to a 79. For the first time since the incorporation of Samsara, no one is in the red zone. Wow, ah, congratulations, yeah, everybody. Small victory. Yeah. yeah. Good job. JR says, shout out to whole fleet for improving their driving habits to be safer drivers and improving the fleet safety score overall. To those who actively coach their peers as well to improve and remind them all of the JFW way. Good job to everyone. Our goal is to be better. Our goal to be better continues on a daily basis, one load at a time, one day at a time. Very good. Or as Vin Diesel says, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. (laughs) No tips and tricks this week. Super Dave, you want to hit us with the high road hauling? Sure. Um, so the high road hauling this week <clears throat> is one for Brother Dave's uh, heart. Um, this week we're going to talk about three Steve Jobs stories that will help you make choices and nav- navigate life. So in 2005, Steve Jobs was asked to give the graduation commencement speech at Stanford University. He said, I want to tell you three stories. And the first story was about connecting the dots. He started by recounting how he dropped out of Reed College after six months uh, to save his adopted parents the high tuition they were paying for what Jobs perceived was an expense that would not help him figure out a career. Jobs stuck around Reed for another 18 months, sleeping on a friend's dorm room floor. 
He dropped in on a Reed calligraphy course, which fascinated him. Ten years later, Jobs was designing the Macintosh computer, and his fascination with calligraphy came back to him. It was the first computer with beautiful typography. If I had never dropped in on that single course in college, the Mac would have never had multiple typefaces or proportionally face, uh, spaced fonts. And since Windows just copied the Mac, it's likely that no personal computer would have had them at all. If I had never dropped out, I would have never dropped in on this calligraphy class, and personal computers might not have the wonderful typography that they do today. Jobs told the Assemble Stanford community. And while Jobs had no idea this would ultimately happen, he was able to connect the dots looking back. His takeaway, you have to have trust in something, in your gut, in destiny, life, karma, whatever. This approach has never let me down, and it has made all the difference in my life. Second story he told was that uh, what Jobs learned after Apple fired him at age 30. This story is about love and loss. Ten years after Jobs started Apple in his parents' garage, Apple was a $2 billion company with more than 4,000 employees. In April 1983, Apple hired Pepsi executive John Scully as CEO, who arranged for Jobs to get fired in 1985. Jobs was saying that they had just released our, their finest creation, which was the Macintosh computer, a year earlier. And he had just turned 30 years old. And then he got fired. While he felt Apple had jilted him, Jobs said he still loved what he did. And the turn of events at Apple had not changed that one bit. I had been rejected, but I was still in love. So I decided to start over, Jobs said. Five years later, Jobs had started Next, which Apple acquired in 1997 for, I'm sure, a few billion dollars. Uh, and they brought Jobs back as CEO in 1997. And then Pixar, which went on to launch the highly successful t animated story uh, feature film, Toy Story, and I don't know if anybody knows this, but Steve Jobs was absolutely essential in Pixar's development of all of that animation. I didn't know that either. I didn't know until no. I read uh, read about it. But his lesson for listeners: don't lose faith. Your work is going to fill a large part of your life, and the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Do not settle. And the third story, how Jobs' recovery from cancer changed his life. But the story is about death. The imminence of death helped Jobs make big choices, made him shed all his pride, all his fear of embarrassment or failure. In 2004, doctors told Jobs he had pancreatic cancer, and his doctor gave him three months to live. Fortunately, a biopsy re revealed that his cancer was operable, so he survived. In his Stanford speech, he wished for decades more time, but tragically, he passed about six years later. His admonition for Stanford students was clear. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. And... Uh, the quote this week is by Steve Jobs. He said, my favorite things in life don't cost any money. 
it's really clear that the most precious resource we all have is time and how true is that so there you have yeah. it the high road hauling this week thank you yeah thanks super dave it's a good one final thoughts everybody steve jobs is your hero isn't he dave <laughs> <laughs> he did amazing things for us right dave <laughs> he i mean did. He, he truly did yeah 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 for sure for sure i just have a a quick quote you know and i if i tried dwelling too much into it it just it'll get all gushy because it's too much of a raw nerve right now with mom just passing you know less than 10 hours ago here so uh nobody cares how much you know until you know until they know how much you care 100 percent. so you got to care about people to care for yourself got to care about others oh i do but want to come back Coleman uh, I just thank you for having me on it's, it's been a lot of fun being in the room with you guys seeing how this all works um, good job for everyone improving all their safety stuff too that's really cool to see yep. I uh, as Jim looked over at me and, and said I uh, I think I dropped a point or two which I need to improve on that but <laughs> but but o- o- overall as a company I think everyone's really trying to be safe and we have a very good set of people that all have the house and JFW in mind we're all the family's getting stronger it seems like sure any advice for uh, new drivers coming on board here uh just stick with it like uh, I, I'm beginning to realize more and more with um, brothers always say wait a year mm-hmm. it's been six months actually seven months to the day Whoa. <laughs> Man, I had the wrong information come on um, but, uh, <laughs> just it's it all comes you just have to want it, it you you have to go go and get it it's yep. When I got hired on here, it's all the reviews are oh they don't give you this they don't give you that. It's like well you didn't ask for it. Huh. I was like, you got you just got to go you got to go get it. You got to be willing to to put your best effort forward. I like it. Soup. Yeah, I just kind of want to leave off with the thought about when people talk to me, they they talk about the company. Well, I hear this is a really good company, or I applied here because. Um, it's a good company or all of that. And and you know what? It's not about the company because the company is the people and it's the people that make the difference. It's not a company. JFW is the people. 100%. Yeah, well, well put, Dave. Yeah. yeah. Well, my final thoughts is um, let's keep the White family lifted in prayer. Um, Jim and Dave and Senior, we love you. You know, if you need anything, please lean on the JFW family. We're here for you guys. Let's go ahead and uh, say the creed and get on out of here. All righty. Together we (laughs) face and overcome overcome all that stands before us. Together we are accident-free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. And together we are the JFW family. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-trucking down the road. 
those big bright shiny red trucks just a looking for another load well it's a family tradition any rocky mountain day our fathers before us showed us the way we work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings but that's never been a problem because we got diesel in our veins We've got diesel in our veins I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just looking for another load I hear there's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere so you best get out their way and watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make, we gotta get it there on time And we got what it takes to lay it all out on the line Shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down. And they keep that diesel trucking, keep that hammer down, and keep that diesel trucking. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. They just keep them doors a closed. Keep them butts in their seats Cause those customers are calling And those red trucks can't be beat They've gotta put the hammer down And pick up another load Get it off the ground Keep them eyes open and on the road Keep them eyes open on the road I see those big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just looking for another load Breaker, Breaker 2-3 Anybody got a copy on that Channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening.